Welcome to your favorite pop culture drama show, The Underdog Podcast. I'm Eli Wartman. I'm just going to start off by saying let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Mm. Josh and Ori are with me. Josh, how are you doing? Hey, Russell's kitchen is having a problem. Um, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. It's been, a, it's been a good weekend. The Giants caught a major upset, put them in first place in the NFCs, especially with the Washington surprising the world by beating the worst 11-0 team of all time. Um, but yeah, I'm doing a pretty good week. It's school's been slight recently, so yeah. Nice. How we doing, Ori? Doing good. Um, I was super unproductive today. I had like a bunch of homework. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. And then I got sidetracked. Did some, played some 2K. Then the Ravens game came on, and then played some more 2K. So yes, didn't okay. do uh. Didn't do much uh, homework at all. We'll get into the Ravens game in a little bit, especially that Des Bryant situation. But I have – I'm pissed off because I have a Zoom class tomorrow on a Wednesday. We're not supposed to have class. What? 10 a.m. But listen to this, like, professor talk about, like, how slavery started the war or something. It's – I don't know. I'm not <laughs> for it, and I have to wake up early. And I'm not – happy about that something i am happy about that i didn't talk about this happened a couple weeks ago but there was a um meek mill dropped this like little album thing and nobody really liked it but there was this one song with 42 dog on it that i liked who's a smaller rapper he's not he's not that small but he i, I tweeted at him and he retweeted me which is really cool to me whoa he, he retweeted a lot of people but i was one of them and i thought <laughs> it was pretty cool i thought it was pretty cool you like making headway with the rappers? Yeah. Josh, you want to give us the on this day? On this day in history is National Pastry Day. To all you pastry lovers. All right. We just had to cut something, but we're back. Uh, for all, so for all you French people that wear baguettes um, and like your pastries, today is today is your day. Question of the day, what's your favorite pastry? Uh, are cannolis pastries? Sure. Cannolis. Wait, no, that's not really breakfasty. I feel like pastries are breakfasty, right? Not always. I like myself a nice cheese Danish. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, no, Danishes are fire, too. What that is. What is you it? don't want a Danishes? You don't know what a Danish is, bro? That's just the cookie with, like, the stuff in the middle? It's not, not a, a cookie, cookie, but... It's a pastry. But... Yeah, come on now. Well, I like I like eclairs. I don't. Yeah, eclairs. Those are the best. Those are just Twinkies, bro. Yeah, but they're like deluxe Twinkies. <laughs> deluxe. Twinkies are nasty. I can't get behind that. Twinkies are fine. I mean, they're just super unhealthy. Like, I never really had a Twinkie. How about like birthday parties and stuff when I was little? Yeah. All right, you want to talk about this Des Bryant and the Baltimore situation? Yeah, let's do it. What the COVID, fuck? COVID cannot be caught outside, I guess, according to the NFL. According to the NFL. So, or why don't you preface the situation a little bit with Des Bryant to start? All right. So, first of all, we all know Des Bryant um, used to be 
a great, great, one of the best receivers in the league for the Cowboys, gets released by the Cowboys, signs with the Saints, has um, a pretty bad injury that, you know, takes him out of commission. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not signed with the Saints. Yeah. Well, that's not what injured him. He got injured when the Gi- when he played the Giants. That was what ruined him. What are you t- I don't even know what you're talking about. His really bad injury. That was against the Giants. No, because I thought he, he went and he practiced with the Saints. Yeah, he went and practiced with the uh, he he practiced with the Saints and then got injury during uh, he got injured during uh one of their practices. Yeah. Wait, when was he on the Saints? I did not realize that. It was a uh, day and a half he was on the Saints. Yeah, for like three days. He got signed, went to half a practice, came back to practice the next day, and got injured. Yeah. Was that like right after you got cut by the Cowboys? Yeah. It was like I think it was the next season. Yeah, it was the next season, I think. So like three years ago, whatever. Yeah. So Yeah. So anyway, he was um he had that big injury and then he was out of the NFL, out of football for a long time. And then the Ravens signed him to their practice squad, um, kind of giving him a chance. Not necessarily because we needed or we thought Des Bryant could help the team, but it's kind of a feel-good story. Uh, but then he kind of proved himself and we don't have that many good receivers, so he made his way onto the 53-man roster. And he actually started playing in some games. He played in two games, I believe. And then we had this Cowboys game that was um, uh, last night, technically, um, coming at you on yeah. Wednesday morning. Like three hours ago from when we're recording this. Yeah, three hours ago. Um and he's on the field practicing pregame. He's been hyping up this game, saying how excited he is, how um, – Because this is know, his former team. What? This is his former team, if, to, like, clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Former team. Um, he was talking about how he had, like, depression and football got him out of it and he's ready and he wants to prove himself, all that. And then he's on the field pregame. Officials come out. And they say, you can't play, you have COVID. <laughs> Take him out of the stadium. He can't play anymore. He's out now because obviously you can't play when you have COVID. Leaves the stadium, whatever. Then tweets. Eli, you want to read the tweet? Yeah, I could pull up the tweets really quickly. I retweeted one of them. But I, I want to say, he was before he was put off the field, about 20 minutes before game time, he was out there hugging all of his old coaches, like, Having a good time with his old coaches. This game has been marked on his calendar. Mm-hmm. He got signed to this team. So, I mean, he has tweeted a lot. He actually created a whole trend about drinking wine during this game. And everybody was tweeting at him pictures of wine and stuff. And his Twitter's full of that. And I'm trying to scroll down to get to the part where he was pissed off. Because, I mean, good reason. So, this is his first tweet of the night. This is what broke the news. He says, Tell me why they pull me from warm-ups so I can get tested. My shit comes back positive. I tested for COVID. What the fuck? And then next week, the craziest thing is... How did they even think he had COVID? Like, was it through contact tracing? My guess, I mean, this happened with a couple of baseball players. Their tests would come back inconclusive, and then they'd retest them. And if that came back positive, then they... Yeah. So, I think my guess is it came back inconclusive, and then they got the test about 30 minutes before game time. And they say, yo, your test came in inconclusive. Let's take a rapid. They take the rapid, comes back positive, and they pull him off the field. And the next tweet is, the crazy thing is I have the same damn routine. This shit does not make sense to me. And then this was the one that I retweeted because I thought it was funny shit. He says, 
yeah, I'm going to go ahead and call it quits for the rest of the season. I can't deal with this. <laughs> so he like, like, he announced his retirement or finish of the season. And, I mean, this was his one-year contract, so retirement, basically. And ESPN, NFL, everybody picked up on this, started making stories on this. And it's so funny. He's such it's, an emotional guy. It's hilarious. This man is super, super emotional. He just, he just dipped from the season because he got COVID. I mean, he forgets that this is a team that's – you know, is making a playoff run. There's a few games left. And then if you make the playoffs, you get to play playoff football. And he's just dipping right now. Um, it's kind of like when, like, a 10-year-old loses in Fortnite and rage quits and turns off the PS4. Like, I feel like that's what <laughs> Yeah. It, is it a – he said – is he coming back? I don't know. His tweets are weird. He just – a couple hours ago he tweeted. Someone tweeted at him. He said, Dez, just tell me you're going to come back, LOL. He said, yeah, I'm coming back. I'm being smart. <laughs> what is this man talking about? And then, and then all the wine trend stuff. Also, to me, what's insane is how he tests positive for COVID. He's out there warming up. He's already been with all the players, dapped up the other team, whatnot. And you're still playing an NFL game. Josh, you can't get COVID outside. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, how do they keep playing that game if he's already touched every single player? I, I don't know. I, I, it would be, like, league-breaking in a sense because I know the, the, uh, the Ravens are a playoff contender, and I know the, and the Colts – not the Colts, my bad. The Cowboys are playing a lot of contenders, so it's going to be really, really weird if there's cases on either side and it's honestly looking like both sides. Yeah. So that would be very, very bad. It'd be bad for the Giants, definitely for the Giants. Do you want to hop into the Giants, Josh? Great. Why would that be bad for the Giants? Because we play them week 17, and it might bounce stuff back, and that might just put things out of whack. No, we'd probably just play them if we do play them without a lot of their starters. No, that wouldn't happen. Also, that's like four weeks down the road. So it wouldn't directly affect us, but I think it would domino affect us and either push us back into week 18 or push us into a different time slot. Just because there's no, like, wiggle room anymore with only four weeks left. But why why don't we talk about these New York Giants? They they, they let Russ cook. New York football Giants, baby. Let's go. That That was the best win in four years. Arguably more than that, but yeah, I mean, at least four years. Um, Where do you yeah, want? Yeah, I mean, we showed don't mess with don't mess with the Giants, man. I mean, top ten defense in the league. We're gonna we're gonna keep that real quiet. Though. Yeah. We don't want we don't want anyone taking Patrick Graham away from us. Best defensive coordinator in the league. Um, I mean, yeah, we got a scary defense, and we did this with a backup QB, Colt McCoy, first win. Since 2012 as a starter. I mean, 2014 as a starter, which is absurd. Him and Alfred Morris connecting on the Giants, a duo you'd expect to hear more of in Washington area, but they're back with the Giants, baby. So, yeah, I mean, it's very, very fun time to be a Giants fan. I'm glad that I was a loyal fan, not a bandwagon, and glad to be a part of it. Yeah, it's crazy. There's so many more fans after this week. Seeing on Instagram, all these people reposting stuff. It's crazy. There's a couple points I want to hit on. The offensive line, they let up one sack this week, and it was our fifth-round rookie, Shane Lemieux. Other than that, they looked stellar. Andrew Thomas, our first-round pick, looking like a great pick. 
looking like a great pick. I mean, yeah, weeks, weeks what, one through five, one through seven, he wasn't looking too good. And then you fire offensive line coach, and you're like, oh, that's not going to be good. I mean, turns out to be the fucking best move we've made. Joe Judge. Joe Judge is something. He's, I mean, just his coaching staff, the way he has these players playing, even the use of his timeouts on that fourth and 18. I mean, we could get into the fucking announcers. But before we get into that, they they were saying, um, yeah, this is a good – oh, no, that wasn't him. This was the entertainer on YouTube was saying, I don't think Shermer would have made a move like this to take a timeout, just a very strategic timeout that would probably get overlooked. But if you don't take the timeout, you probably have a higher chance to get that fourth and 18 there. What do you do? Um, on the fourth and 18, they lined up and everybody got to the line. And then we called a timeout and then we like read their personnel or something. That was that, That's what most people do on a game changing play, Eli. You would not expect Pat Shermer to do that, Josh, would you? I mean, but like any decent head coach would call a timeout right before a game changing play. Not, not Adam Gase, but any decent head coach. Not Adam Gase, no. But also for JoJo's, I was reading something. I received notification and it was something about like their sleep and most teams or at least how Tom Coughlin did it they would for away games they would go Saturday morning arrive there either Saturday or Friday morning and then play the game and then come home the day of the game and have a red eye then be back at home at like 4 30 so they get like almost no sleep but then Joe Judge once they tried it first at the Rams game um, when they traveled to LA and they did, they go the day before. So it was either Friday. Yeah. I think it was Friday morning. So they have the whole day, Friday, the whole day, Saturday to be there, have a good night's sleep. And then they stay Sunday nights. So then they go Monday morning. So they have full night's rest and they're not like tired and they have more time to recuperate, I guess. Huh. Which I found very interesting. That is interesting. Another thing Pat Shermer wouldn't have done. Pat Shermer's, Better offensive coach than Jason Garrett, that's for sure. We won't hit on the negatives too much. We won't hit on the negatives too much. Maybe maybe we can hire Patrick back as offensive coordinator. No, nah, because he's with – what's it called? He's with the Broncos. He is? Yeah, he's our offensive coordinator. And they just signed um, his son to play quarterback for them. Yikes. <laughs> Not doing too well there either, I guess. Nah. Drew Locke's got the swagger, but he does, doesn't have to play on the field, really. He does have a horse cock. <laughs> Wait, what? You know, it's a, it's like a if when he was in college, someone like threw something at him to get his attention, and there was Drew Lock has a horse cock, and then he like shook his head. I was like, hell yeah! So, <laughs> I'll, I'll hit on this very quickly and very quietly, but Patrick Aunt Graham is is really good. <laughs> that indeed. That's all I'll say. And if if you're not a Giants fan, please vote your players into the Pro Bowl. Ori, get all. The, the the Baltimore guys into the Pro Bowl, even though it doesn't affect us because we're in the NFC. Um, we they don't they don't need my help. They already have uh, they actually have talent and production, so they don't need my vote. Mm, interesting. I mean, Giants do too. We're we're mm. we're first mm. we're, mm. we're first place in the division. Just, uh, just uh, worst division. <laughs> we're we're first place. Just by the way, just just the worst division of all time, though. Real quick. No, because we actually can also have a chance at getting into the wild card game. We can also get a chance of being in the wild card too. So I'd back up. Okay. All I'd right. Back up. 
Also, hey, hey, did, we play week 16. We'll see did, what did, All right. Did you beat, right. did you beat, did you beat uh, the Seahawks? Did you? Did we play the Seahawks? Did you beat them? No. Like, exactly. I mean, do you want me to point out your losses? Because No, because it happened so freaking long ago. We're on a four-game winner. I mean, two losses to the football team? No, we two, actually beat them two, twice. Two wins. Or, no, my bad. Oops. <laughs> two wins to the football team. Good try. And then, okay, Josh, I got to say this. This is an announcement. I am a fan of Dave Gettleman. He will be back next year. I'm not a fan of him, but he will be back next year. I am a fan of him. I, I, I was hearing this thing. As a GM, it should not take you four years to see your success. I still, he's had. You guys are calling this success, bro? No, no, no. no. We we're on a four-game win streak, and you have to see these off-season transactions. Or you realize in that game we started one, two, three. We started a player from each round of our draft this year, and two from the seventh round. That made impact. This had to save his career, though. If you guys did not do decent, he would have been fired, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, these – I don't know. I really like the idea that he drafted three offensive linemen in a year where he knew his back was against the wall. He didn't try to draft a, the next Saquon or the next Odell Beckham. He drafted what would be best for this football team. And that's me, shot- that doesn't make that much of a difference. What? To me, that doesn't make that much of a difference. I just really like the idea because I know I, – I heard – um. Talking Giants talking about how that that wasn't really done with David Reese. He tried to instead of Jerry Reese, Jerry Reese. Thank you. Instead of making building blocks around Eli with the offensive line and defense, he would try to get some star talent and try to get that working. And Odell said it in that uh, interview. Yeah. Yeah. He highlighted what? What did he say? You said he said drafting the draft. Not they were just drafting the draft. They didn't really put substantial things around Eli. Yeah. So that's uh, that's why I like Edelman. That's why I think he'll be back. I, I don't like him, but I am happy with him coming back. Happy with him coming back. And then mm. finally, just looking at the big picture for the Giants, to, to clinch a spot, we need to go 3-1 and one over these next four. But the uh, Washington Blueface Babies are playing the Niners, Panthers, Seahawks, and Eagles. So let's say they beat Panthers, Eagles, right? And then they lose the other two. That puts them at two and two. So we really we need to pull one this week against Arizona, probably. Right? That's- yeah, we need a we we're gonna win Cowboys. I'm confident in that. And then we need to either win. We just need to tie their record. So we need to win. Best bet is here and honestly Ravens with the Ray, the Browns are playing. Yeah. But I think if we win two, I don't know. The Washington looks pretty good. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think I've said that in my lifetime, but they, they look pretty good. Their defense is very scary. Yeah, but not to, I mean, the Giants broke it down both times kind of a little bit. I mean, I mean like a bit. A bit. We, scored, <laughs> we scored 20 points. I mean. A little bit. <laughs> But, hey, a win's a win. That's all I'm a saying. A win's a win. And then quickly, we talked about boxing last week with Jake Paul. Now just we'll quickly touch on Logan Paul fighting Floyd Money Mayweather. That's crazy. Money Mo. It's it's unbelievable. I think it's – I know Dana White said Dana White was like, oh, this shows the state of basketball. 
I mean, boxing. It goes to state of boxing. I mean, I, I think – It's a money grabber. It's a money grabber, and, like, you can't be – if Dana White's really, like, shitting on boxing for getting influencers, do you know where he made that quote? On the Nelk stream. On the Nelk stream. He's hanging out with influencers. That's – you, like, actual friends with them. Yeah, but that's through – he wouldn't be friends with them if they weren't influencers. I mean, no shit. <laughs> yeah, but still, that's what I'm saying. Like, they – like, he's hanging out with influencers. He's doing all the influencer stuff. So, them doing it is no different, to be honest. But he's not doing it as a business. He's doing it as friends. I mean, he's not doing No, it. they did a collab for their merch. They also did a collab for the merch. He's, but that was for Nelk's business. That wasn't really for him. I'm sure they got a cut. I'm definitely sure. I mean, sure. that's what a collab is. Yeah, so yeah. they did it for business as well. But, like, he's not hanging out. Like, boxing, he's saying... It's bad because they're doing influencers, as in influencers are trying to do something that they're not. Him hanging out with his friends is not being someone he's not. Uh, that makes sense. I see the point. I see the point. Um, my, my point is, at the end of the day, we're talking about it. We're, we're talking about Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's a money grabber. It's a attention grabber. Yeah, so, I mean, I think they're doing a great job. I mean, yeah, I mean, on the money aspect, but it's like, He's just saying, like, it shows that, like, what a business the, integrity, the integrity of boxing is becoming less and less. And, like, it's becoming I mean, less. Because, what because they're, losing, they're losing popularity, so they have to do something. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine with this. Just... I mean, I think this, yeah, I think this sets up the next Tyson Fury fight. It, it sets, not set it up, but it just escalates the scale of it. And it helps just promote the whole organization. What is boxing? Like, the world boxing? Club, what's it called? Uh, I think it's the association, I thought. I thought it was WBC. Uh, sure. I, I don't really know. I mean, we're not a big boxing podcast, but I'm pretty sure it's W World Boxing Club. World Boxing Association. All right. All right, let's hop into the club. The cliff. All right, so guys, I'm gonna start off with the cliff. Got the risers for today's podcast. First one, top of the topic of the show, pretty much. We're big fans of them, or at least one of the teams of that in that segment. NFC East putting on a show this weekend. Two of the biggest upsets of the year both by NFC East teams, both showing that either team that makes the playoffs or both the Giants and the Washington Blue Face Babies will be able to make an impact and will not be a easy win for whoever plays them. And it's a, really going to be an impressive show. So NFC East putting teams on notice and then Cowboys and Eagles racking up the first top 10 draft picks. Um, so really just win-wins all around. You either make the playoffs or you get top 15 draft picks. So Really, just amazing stuff there. Which yeah. do you think is the bigger upset? Mm. Like I said, the Steelers are the worst 11-0 team, I think, in history. And I think the Steelers have not faced actual competition. Um, probably the Washington team is top three competition they've faced all year, which is not saying a lot. Washington, Washington is very underrated, though. I'll give them that. So, 
I'm probably saying this a bit biasly, which I kind of know I am, but I'd say Giants over Seattle. And I, I'd agree with that. I think that um, I think the Seattle game was the bigger upset, just because you know the the Steelers seem like the weaker team, and the the Giants. Um, I, I don't think anyone expected them to win that Seahawks game, and I myself called the uh the baby the Blueface Babies game, so I'm gonna just say it was a little bit more surprising. Also, especially because we had a backup QB. That's true. You did with Colt McCoy. And uh, the Steelers are coming off of a short, weird week, so. Yeah, they have three games in 12 days. That's insane. Meh. Um, and then my other risers, coincidentally, the Steelers, actually. Um, I think this loss is actually going to benefit them more than it hurts them. It gets the loss on the record. It actually shows them, like, fuck, we actually have to play football. We can't just dance on logos and make TikToks in locker rooms. We have to learn how to catch footballs. They had seven drops yesterday. 13, 13, Josh. 13 drops, and, yeah, I think it's going to whip them in shape and actually make them good. So I think that will really benefit them. I don't know make them good, but it will definitely show them they have flaws that need to be fixed drastically if a 4-7 and seven team, no matter how good they are, is able to beat you. Um, and then my other riser, Greg Williams. I mean, he just got himself an extra, like, month-and-a-half vacation. What a freaking genius. <laughs> Greg Williams, if you may not know, is the Jets' offensive defensive coordinator. My bad. And Jets were up four with 19 seconds left against the Raiders. Jets are 0 and 10 at this point, 0 and 11 at that point, and up four, 19 seconds left. Raiders do not have a timeout. They're on like the 50 yard line, so they have to score a touchdown. They can really only get one more play if they get tackled in bounds. So. 31 other defensive coordinators would have done a cover three man shade outside or like force the receivers inside and tackle them in bounds. Greg Williams, the genius he is, does an all out blitz, which means he mans up everyone else and blitzes eight defenders on a last minute play. And everyone was saying he was trying to tank. That's what I initially thought. But then analysis were saying, oh, he's been doing this his whole career. It was just an ego thing. So I guess that's what it actually was in the end. But he knew he was going to get fired either way. No one's staying around as a coach if your team goes 0-16. So, I mean, he got himself an extra month of vacation. Good for him. I mean, I guess. And he got off the Jets, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, he's not gonna go on another team. He was like a twenty-year career. I mean, if that's, you're gonna go out with a bang. <laughs> Definitely did that. Definitely did that. Josh, you got any more guys on the cliff? Uh, those are my risers. You want me to go through my followers? Now, nah, or why don't you get your risers? All right. So for my risers, I'll start with the biggest one: the Ravens. So, a few factors for this. First of all, we took care of business against the Cowboys. Um, Beat him pretty handily. Uh, Justin Tucker actually missed his first kick under um, 40 yards. He had a 70-kick streak going. Broke it after the announcer said the streak. So I thought it was a 41-yarder. What? I thought it was a 41-yarder. Am I wrong? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a 40-yarder. It was 38. It was 38. Yeah, it's like it's any kick under 40, so. 
yeah, had I to think- be something around under 40. Um, so obviously a win against the Cowboys, but now the Steelers lost. And why that's so big is because if we're looking at big picture here, I think if the Ravens were to make the playoffs, they're going to sneak in as the seventh seed. And the seventh seed is going to play the two seed. And if the two seed is the Steelers, we are going to destroy them. And I and like whatever the spread is, I am actually going to like seriously advise you to put money on the Ravens. Like if if we play the Steelers the in the spread or the money line, because those are two different things, bud. Either both, whatever. Just the tell be in the favor of Ravens. So yeah, just no. Nah, the spread would be in the favor of the Steelers, probably. Yeah, no, but it'd be in in the favor of Ravens betters. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I, I and if the if we do sneak in as the seven seed and the Chiefs end up being the two seed, Steelers being the one, then we're gonna we're gonna probably lose to the Chiefs. But if the Steelers are the two, that's the only way we're gonna go um and win our first game in the playoffs. So Ravens, big risers. Other risers, 76ers. There's more and more rumors that we're gonna get James Harden. Um if you get James Harden, you then become the best team in the East. Um, and you're going to finally be able to, um, you know, compete with whoever comes out of the West. And then finally, um, one of the bigger risers, Jalen Hurts has finally been named starting quarterback over Carson Wentz. Um, Carson Wentz is trash, but Jalen Hurts has something to prove. There's a reason they drafted him. Um, We'll see how he does. I think he is the best quarterback in the NFC East, so we'll see. Better than Danny Dimes, which I know will get Eli and Josh mad. <laughs> Alex Smith is like a tripod, bro. He got He's not line. even a top four QB in the NFC East. Yeah, yes, he is. I think I had him at number three. Daniel Jones, Alex Smith, Andy Dolan, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is not a part of this list. Okay, then he's fourth. Third. I think he's better than Andy. Well, anyway, Jalen Hurts is my final riser. Good to hear. Eli, what you got? Good to hear from you, Ori. I got my number one guy, LeBron James. His father, Nico Lelos, got another turnover this weekend for the Giants, which is great. And he he was tweeting about it a little bit. Nico Lelos has like 4,000 followers on Instagram. Go go check him out. N. Lelos. N. Lelos. Uh, Next, Lil Baby. Goes along with Harden. Harden's a winner, so that means Lil Baby's a winner. Because Lil Baby and Harden are friends. Lil Baby got a present from Harden because it was his birthday. But no, Lil Baby, he keeps posting on a story. He got so many, like, designer and so much money for his birthday. Why does he need any of this? He, he has everything in the world. I started clicking on some of the profiles. He was like, shout out, blah, blah, blah. It's like this 10-year-old kid giving him, like, a Prada bag. <laughs> like... I didn't even know that was happening. So, little Baby's definitely a winner. And then this game, this was a great game on um, Saturday. And props to the Coastal Carolina Chandeliers. I, I don't know how to say their match. Hey, aren't they like the Panthers or something, Coastal Carolina? No, Coastal Carolina Chandeliers. Chand- Cheers. I'm butchering that. But- can you, can, you, can you take a guess of what the chant 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 to cheer? Uh, I I I cannot say this. Yes. Okay. Chant to clear. Chant to clear. There we go. 
So they know it's a specific name given to a rooster, especially in a fairy tale. And that's their mascot. That, that's funny to me. And um, they're, they're all, they all have mullets. All their fans have mullets. So I put the mulleted Chandel Cheers. Are they in North Carolina or South? They're in Myrtle Beach. I think that's South Carolina, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then, and then even BYU, they're winners because they, they literally decided to play that game on Thursday night, which is crazy. Who won that game? Channel Cheers. I know it was like last minute touchdown. Yeah, the Channel Leers. Channel Cheers. Chanticleers. 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 They won the game. Uh, BYU. That quarterback's good, but he didn't actually play that well. He's gonna, yeah, he's a draft prospect. Yeah, I, I yeah. They people were saying Giants early earlier in the year. Hmm. But yeah, he got them down to the one yard line. They were stopped on the one to end the game. Damn. Chanticleers won. Next, another college team, but this is college hoops. Guess how many white players Iowa has in their starting lineup? The number three ranked con- team in the country. Five. Five. Way more, bro. Everyone's white in Iowa. Luca Garza goes – my friend Noah, his brother goes to a private school to, uh, in D.C. Mm, something starts with an M. I always forget it, but Luca Garza went there. Oh, he's a D.C. guy? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they have five white guys in their starting lineup. Yeah. Shocker, they scored 11 threes. Five boys know how to shoot. They do know how to shoot. And they, um, yeah, five, that, that was crazy to me. Me and my grandpa were talking about it. That's got to be one of the first times that a top three nationally ranked team has a fully they, white They line. beat Duke, right? They beat North Carolina tonight. North Carolina. So that was big. And then. Alfred Morris gets in the end zone for the first time since 2014, as Josh said. And then he said in his press conference, first career Russian uh, receiver first touchdown. Career receiving touchdown. So that, that was cool to me. <laughs> He's just a funny guy. When I was watching his interview, he didn't even know that the Giants had a four game win streak going. Like, he and, actually, yeah, he was like, well, what's our win streak? I, I, I don't keep up with that type of stuff. Four, okay, four games. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, I came in here when we were 0-4, and, and someone asked him, like, what was the spark brought to you? And he's like, there definitely was a spark, but I honestly don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really fun. Normally, they'd be like, our swagger, our coaching, something. But he just had nothing. I thought that was hilarious. Cool guy. I, I like Alfred Morris. He's, he's a slow runner, but he gets a lot of yards. Gets a lot yeah. of yards to the New York team. He's a power guy. Power, for sure. Old but powerful. All right, Josh, mm-hmm. why don't you hop into your fault? All right. Josh, I think you're muted. You are muted. Good try. How <laughs> was I muted? I was literally talking like two minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Losers of the week or fallers. As I said earlier in the show, Russell's Kitchen. Beginning of the year, what was everyone saying? What was the motto? Let Russ cook. You got that kitchen going. You got that pot going. Steph, uh, Chef Claire with the pot. James Harden cooking the pot. Signature dance. Let Russ cook. And he was cooking, you know? MVP front runner. Finally, he was going to get an MVP vote. Those chances are out the window, my friend. Troy Aikman, I saw. I can't remember if it was Talking Johnson's or this, but, or ESPN. But 
What are we going to hear next year from Troy Aikman? Wow, boys, have you heard that Russell Westbrook or mm, Russell Wilson has not had an MVP vote ever? Because he's not going to get one this year. He is not going to get an MVP vote this year. And as sad as that may be for him, it's well-deserved because he just got shut down by the New York football giants. And his kitchen is kind of stanky. It's kind of it's kind of bad odor in there. I think he might have the pots going on too, too long. Stuff might be burnt in there because whatever he's doing, he's got to fix it and fast before the playoffs. Yeah, and my other – Hey, it, it's OC. It's overcooked. OC, it's overcooked. Overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other loser, this is more personal, or not really personal, but chemistry, dude. Oh my God. It is the most boring, stupid, boring, boring class ever. I could, oh my God, I could fall asleep so easily. I don't use any of that stuff in real life. I will never will. I'm not going to be a chemist. And it's just the most boring class ever. I'm. I don't care what ions do this and what ions do that. And I'm sorry to any parents listening of Eli's or of mine. I don't think my mom listens anymore. Um, yeah, I cheat on every single quiz in that test. It is the easiest class to cheat in. It is so easy. You literally look up, what is the name for this element? Cool. Is this element ionic compound? Is this element covalent compound? Do these elements react this way? And you just look up and it's the first thing in Google search. Um, everything for chemistry is online. It's yeah. All, it's all I, I feel really bad, too, because my teacher is, like, so into it. And he's, like, so energized. And he's, like, then, like, no one has their camera on. No, like, no one really responds. It's just, like, I feel bad for the guy. But <laughs> rough year for COVID. I feel you with the chemistry. I'm, I, I, I can't pay attention in that class. It's too boring, too confusing. Um, it, it's pretty bad. And I, I, I cheat on every test as well. Yeah. So, Ori, I'm done with my, my All followers. right, so I'll hop into my followers. First off, I got Bryce Harper. I know Eli had him last time, but I wanted to further emphasize how much of a loser this man is. Um, <laughs> more and more players are being shipped off. The Phillies are absolutely broke. At this point, they're like homeless people on the street just begging for – they needed to survive. They – they just have no money. All the biggest contracts on that team are being traded away except for Harper. He's basically stuck on a deserted island with no talent. And um, I would say I feel bad for him, but I don't because no, he has 330 I mil. So I do not feel bad for Bryce. I don't either. Don't take 330 mil. Hey, don't hate the player. I hate the game. No, hate the player. He's the one that bought himself into the game. Yep, hate the player. Hate the player, Josh. He, take your 330 million. Take – can't remember his wife's name. Take crew and take your new baby and have fun in Philadelphia, kid. Yeah, seriously. Have fun fucking being shit for 15 years or however long you're going to be there. Like, if you want to take 330 mil and destroy a franchise, go ahead. Go ahead. But, but just know you're were not going to be Were any other teams offering him that money when he signed with them? <laughs> like, one other team was giving him, like, 300. Yeah. How much were the Nats offering him? I think we were offering him. We were offering him more. We were offering three hundred for ten years, and he turned that down. Went and tested free agency, and he got less. He got less, but he got more. Like he got a bigger number, but less per year because he yeah. wanted the biggest contract, which then got destroyed by 
other contracts that soon got what signed. Is, so it's a big ego thing. So yeah. What? How much is Trout's contract? Four hundred. Well, his is technically an extension. Yeah, but it's it's four hundred and ten for twelve years, right? Uh, I thought it was like four fifty. I think it's four ten for ten years, actually. And how is he not? Oh doing yeah, four fifty. What? How is he not tearing his team down with that contract? To be honest, I don't know. Who owns the Angels? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, it's I mean, the Angels are already horrible, so, like. And yeah, Angels are horrible, but, I mean, they have money, like, kind of weirdly. I don't know how they have money. He's he's never going to win a chip, though, which sucks. It sucks. I, I just didn't they make the it deep last year? No, they've never been to the playoffs. Never. Uh, he's never been like, to the playoffs. Trout. We've never seen playoff Trout. Wait, what year is this in his career? Like seven, eight. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. We pretty solid reaction. It's been a while. All right. Other Why would he sign an extension with them? He loves the team, bro. Nah, if, if, we're, if, we're, if we're shitting on Harper, you honestly got like. Nah, but Mike Trout is the best player of all time. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, but if you, he's not the best player of all time. If you don't go, you can't like. Obviously, like he's not winning chips. Like my whole argument with uh, Michael Jordan. That's different. That is different. Nah, what basketball play? is different than baseball. Nah, baseball don't argue. Baseball, but at the end of the day, if you want to be the best in your business, you gotta win it all. You gotta go. No, you don't. No, you don't. Some baseball point. is arguably the most team sport, though, because like, yeah. there's one player in basketball can carry. No, no one player can That's carry in it. baseball. That's, That's impossible. Hard. You you gotta have some sort of resume. He might be the most talented baseball player, but there's gotta be some postseason resume. If you literally have zero at bats, zero hits, zero home runs, in in the postseason, I, it's I, like Rogers. Rogers is the most talented football player, but Tom Brady's the goat. Yeah, yeah. But but the difference is the difference is is that they play the most important position that has a insanely big effect compared to other positions. But center field has just a big effect as first base and shortstop. Like that's true. One player cannot carry. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, I agree. I agree with just that. Like, one, just like eight. Not amazing that I know baseball player. or anything, but one player can't really carry in baseball from what and I know. Just just like when you have like five or six great players they can nullify two bad players but if you have three really good basketball players and then two shit ones on your starting five you're fucked so you, you can't compare uh it's it's a completely different game and I, I don't think he needs to play a single game in the postseason to be the best ever talent wise no but resume wise yes mm. all right whatever i guess we'll agree to disagree no um, no how can you call him the best player of all time he doesn't put a chip or anything to his name. He doesn't it, – the, there's no mentality. Like, he, he's just satisfied with just not playing in October once in his who life. Who cares if he's satisfied or not? It's whether it's – Eli, who would you, you, want? Know, you know no one would be satisfied with that. He's just would rather do it in his home team. But he bought his way into that. Okay, if they make it to the playoffs, if he does well, and if they make a run of some sort at some point in his career, then that's fine. But – where is that now? You can't like. It's, Would you rather him go to the playoffs and then do very poorly? Not no, but do you think that's going to happen from the most talented player of all time? No, but the 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 thing the thing that you're saying is that he hasn't proven himself to be able to take a team all the way. But you can't take no, a baseball team all the way. By yourself. He hasn't proven himself. I'm just saying there's no resume. Whether it's him building the team or not, or whether it's him being the corner. his resume is his stats. 
That's his resume. That's all he needs. Like, the MVP awards. The, the the Gold Glove awards. You need some like to say this guy never went to the playoffs is just that would be crazy. That would be crazy. I I couldn't live with calling him the best player ever without any chips. Oh, are you saying he needs a chip or to go to the playoffs? Which one? Make up your mind. Go deep. Make a good playoff run. One? That's enough? No, you would like to see more. But at this point, how many are you going to get? You don't need any with this man. He's so much better than everyone. He's really, really good. I get that. But you need to be on a good team at some point in your life. Being on a good team does not. He's only seven years in. It's a long career. Everybody calm down. All right, all right. Whatever. Anyway, anyway, um, my other follower is John Wall. Uh, John Wall is a follower because, um, are we gonna talk about the rush trade? We can are talk now. Why not? All right, we can talk about it now, or you want to do it after? Let's do now, right? All right, all right. So Russell Westbrook got traded to the Wizards along um and then john wall got sent back to the rockets along with a lottery protected first round pick um first off i wanted to ask you guys who do you think won in this trade in my opinion it is the wizards um they not only get a better player back they give a first round pick yes but it's lottery protected so i mean a late first round pick is not going to make up the difference in my opinion between john wall and russell westbrook oh not russell yeah, Russell Westbrook. Sorry. Um, and also, um, John Wall hasn't played a basketball game in like two years. Um, he's coming off a big injury, so nobody knows how he's going to perform. And even if he performs well, um, the Wizards are taking out a risk factor and putting in an X factor. So that's why I think Wizards win in this trade. Uh, Josh or Eli, what do you guys think? I, I can completely agree. I mean – Russell Westbrook is obviously the better player than John Wall, even when John Wall may be healthy, but he's not going to be healthy. He tore his Achilles. No player is going to come back 100% from that, especially because John Wall uses speed and athleticism to make him who he is, and that's kind of what the Achilles takes away. Um, he hasn't played in two years. Who knows when – is he going to start the season? Like, is he healthy to start the season? I, I think they're projecting him to be. Yeah, so, I mean, like, even if he starts the season, who knows how it will probably take some time for him to shake off the rust, get back in the groove, and then also bond chemistry with Harden, who are both pretty ball-dominant guys, while Westbrook is more ball-dominant than Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal is one of the best shooters in the league, can spot up from anywhere, drop 30 a game. And then also Westbrook, even though he's older by two years, still has more explosiveness and more athleticism concerning he wall just towards Achilles and then the first on draft pick yeah it hurts him a bit but I mean if it's lottery protected like you said then it doesn't really matter at first thought I really I was like why did we do this we, we just gave first round pick we just gave up John Wall who's not that much worse than than Westbrook is but now nah, I mean the more time we get away from it the happier I am with it I think Westbrook's just an all-around better player just a more brings a better culture than John Wall did and as, as we – I will repeat again, we don't know the state of his health. Or I really liked how you said we're losing a risk factor and now getting an X factor, and that sums it up well. Yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest thing to take away from this trade. Um, you're losing any uncertainty with, uh, that you had with John Wall. And I think the great thing is, is that 
Um, another reason the Rockets are really losing here is that they trade away a ball-dominant player who butted heads with James Harden because he was, you know, both of them are ball-dominant. But you get back John Wall, who's also very ball-dominant. Um, whereas the the Wizards, they have Bradley Beal, who's a great off-ball player, as, you know, Josh mentioned. He can drop 30. He's such a good shooter. He doesn't need to be the ball handler. Russell Westbrook does, and I think they're going to mesh really, really nicely. Whereas I don't see that really happening with John Wall and uh, James Harden. Yeah. And then is that it for your followers? That's all I got. Yes, sir. All right. I will now move into mine. One of mine was Greg Williams, but Josh convinced me the other way. He's a riser for sure this week. All right. First, Wentz in December. Carson Wentz in December. Two years ago in 2017, he tore his ACL and his LCL in the second week of December. In 2018, he ruptured his shoulder in the second week of, of December. And this year, second week of December, gets benched for, for Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> the, worst, the worst week for Carson Wentz in probably his entire life. Those are three terrible events. One led to a season ending. One led to someone else winning a Super Bowl with his team. And now one leading to the downfall of his career indefinitely. Next. I don't know about indefinitely, but for most of the remainder of the season. I project him to be gone. Just out of, not out of the league, but out of a starting role. Because who's going to pay that contract? Nobody, except the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're going to have a, a battle for starting position in training camp next year. Probably, but Jalen Hurts definitely is an edge because it seems like they like him more where they stand, depending on how he yeah. does. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely seem to like him more. Yeah. Next, I got Gettleman haters. Gettleman has been looking good. Some of the, the, A lot of the moves he's been making, the draft, seventh rounders making big impacts on Sunday. So, Gettleman haters, I'll make the last few quick. Justin Tuck. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker was the Giants player. Justin Tucker misses his first kick inside the 40 yards. I thought it was, I thought the Ravens were going to go downhill from there and end up losing that game. Thank goodness they didn't because that would have been bad for the Giants. And then, Josh, this is the time – I'll save that. Next is the TikTokers. The TikTokers that dropped 13 passes on Monday night against the Washington football team, losing them the game. That pisses me off. That pisses me off. I – 13 passes, that is a lot of passes to drop. An unacceptable amount. Go work, go work on your, your hands instead of working on your dances, please. Please. And finally, Josh, this is a time that we shit on Mark Schlereth. The, Giants annou- the, the announcer for this Giants game. <laughs> he fucking – this man, Wayne Goldman. If, if, if I were to put it lightly, you <laughs> would like you – he would like to insert his penis if you're inside if you're of Jamal Adams. If you're... <laughs> oh, gosh. It, he, Wayne Goldman, well, that, that stat you read, Josh, it was, it was an expected three-yard run, turned it into 60 yards. And guess what this dude, Mark Chalaire, is talking about? Jamal Adams coming look, across. Look, look, look who had that hustle play. Look who tackled him. Jamal <laughs> Adams. Meanwhile, he didn't the, even tackle him. Yeah, he, he made him stop, but, like, yeah, yeah. it was his tackle. He it was, was a good play, but, like, that's not who you should be highlighting there. No, 
And every single play. Especially the first two drives. The first two drives were, oh, look, there, Jamal Adams with a tackle. Oh, look, there, Jamal Adams with a beautiful sack. Oh, my God. Look again. Jamal Adams all over the field. Jamal Adams this. Jamal Adams that. Jamal Adams after the end. Fuck you. Like, holy shit. It was unbelievable. It was LPG, a Giants fan, had some great tweets after the game. Just like, breaking news. Mark Shalareth is back home making dinner for Jamal Adams. Like, all the fun. He was, he was going, he was, it was funny. He was like replying to everyone on Twitter. I was actually surprised because most people like went, really respond. Meltdown on Twitter. Yeah. He replied to Bobby Skinner. Like twice or something. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, you see, uh, Sa- you, you sent me that. The Saquon, like the Falcon Giants. Yeah, that's so cool. Our podcast that we listen to, Talking Giants, they post something on Insta, and it was like, Jabril Peppers is our favorite player on the defense because he's so much like aggression and intensity. And then Saquon liked the video, which is insane. The, uh, and, yeah, that's just insane. Breaking. The announcers just said, They've never seen anybody put on a suit as nice as Jamal Adams did after the loss. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it is crazy. Oh, we, we got to touch Leonard Williams. Just great job. Great job. Two and a half sacks. Absolute monster. Absolute monster. Absolute monster. Absolute freaking monster. But yeah, Mark Chalera followed, had a meltdown on Twitter after just slobbering all over. Just slobbering. All over Jamal Adams. It was it was weird and just not. Yeah. I was not here for it. Yep. All right. How did your fans team do this week? Playoff pictures. How are they looking? Well, I was going to win. I was down two points, and I had the Cowboys punter, and I had the Ravens defense. And um, I ended up losing um, because I, I was up two, and then the Ravens led a touchdown towards the end of the game, lost me four points. So I ended up losing uh, my game. But luckily, I already clinched the two seed in my division, so I'm safe for the playoffs. I'm not. On the other hand, we have Eli, who – I said drafted the worst team I've ever seen in fantasy of all time. He denied it. He's like, what, you have three wins on the season? I got four wins, five wins. Four wins on the season. You're like, any NFC East team, horrible. And um, and what are you going to have to do? Uh, what I, I forget what the punishment was, Josh. Can you remind me? Do the walk and post the video of the walk on the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds right to me. <laughs> so, sounds about right to me too. Eli, Eli, what are your what are your thoughts on that one? I am just I'm just excited. I got nothing more to say. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, maybe I could somehow pull off some miraculous comeback. It's even possible. <laughs> what? I don't know. Maybe. There's no games left. No, because we can still do the records up up until the last couple up until week sixteen. Oh, I mean, all right, your team is trash. I'm not scared. Okay, okay. I mean, maybe I just hope. 
I just hope I can turn it around. Maybe this last couple weeks. Maybe pull out a miracle. Maybe pull out one of these Logan Pauls out of a Logan Paul on a Floyd Mayweather type thing. Maybe. Um, yeah, I'm not excited about that. A couple of my other teams lost. I didn't make a playoffs in any of my leagues. <laughs> <laughs> I made the playoffs in every single one of my leagues. You're playing with so, though. You're playing with Pauls. How am I playing? I'm playing with you, bro. <laughs> I guess you are a bum, so and that's no, not I good. Just bad year, just a bad year. What can I say? So Josh, how'd you I'm, do? In, I'm in I'm in three leagues and Josh, last, last last Sunday I, I slept in a bit, you know, I <laughs> need to replenish myself. Ori, guess guess what time I woke up on Sunday? Sunday? Yeah. I don't know, like noon. <laughs> three o'clock in the fucking afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Here, one's like my mom texting me. <laughs> so I think what he's about to say is that. So. Go for it. I normally set. I normally set my lineups in the morning, or I forget the night before. I guess so. I go into this week without my lineup set, and in two of my leagues, I have no QB, no running back, and no receiver, all on bye weeks. One of the one of the so one league, I just surprisingly had all the players not on a bye week, and I beat one of Eli's friends, Michael Shapiro, by like seventy. Michael, Michael's been and, on the pod, Josh, like six times. He has, he has, and then. What do you? What, are you? The, he's not your friend. He is my friend, but just like. Oh, it's in my really it's in my friend's league. Oh, then yeah, that's what you said. Well, yeah, and then through the podcast league, I had three players out. Delaney Walker had 45 points. I'm up 120 to 110. This guy is fucking Amari Cooper scored the last touchdown of the game. And then I lose by five. That was very unfortunate. And then Eli, the commissioner of this beautiful league, has the playoffs start today. Or this for weekend. For our other league. I don't the know playoffs. where I the I playoffs are starting while teams still have a bye week. And although I'm bitching because I lost and because I didn't set my lineups, and that's the only reason I'm crying and being a wuss about it because I could have won if my players weren't on a bye week. But who has the playoffs start before teams finish their bye weeks? What if you had Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes on the same team? Um, and they had a week 13 bye week. Look, the commissioner is like, like no, we're gonna do, we're gonna start the playoffs week thirteen, and you just can't play your two best players. From you a commissioner standpoint, from a player standpoint, I just have a bad year. And then, <laughs> so my opponent scores eighty-five points. I could win that game without three players, except Travis Fulgham gets zero points, Delaney Walker gets zero points, and then I somehow had Will Fuller scoring because I forgot to switch him out, and then. That plus three extra players that didn't play, and I scored thirty six total points. And yeah, and that was during the playoffs, and I'm now out of the playoffs, which is very unfortunate. Sucks for you, but I'm still in the playoffs <laughs> for the podcast league. So that's all that matters. All that matters. All right, to close out the football talk we got this week, we're gonna bet the spreads again. Keep in mind. We are recording this on early Wednesday morning, so the spread is not what it's going to look like on Sunday morning. Nonetheless, 
We will start it off. Or you started last week. Josh, you started the week before that. It's my mm-hmm. turn. First game of the week. All right. Um, last week I bet against the Giants. I don't know if I want to do that again. Ooh, I, I'm tempted. To, uh, I'm tempted to take the Giants. I'm, I'm taking the Giants plus two and a half. Giants plus two and a half. Respectable. Or your Giants. What'd you say? What? What do you mean, what? What did you just say? I You cut out. I said, or you're next. Wait, no, it's Josh. Oh, great. Oh, I'm up. I'm up. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take Atlanta negative two and a half against the Chargers. In mind, we're, we're true betters. Atlanta. Atlanta. Minus. Who are they playing? Chargers. Hmm. So, oh, I wouldn't have expected them to be. Wait, and who did you take, uh, Eli? New York Giants plus two now. All right. Um, hmm. You guys be taking my picks. All hey, right. Man, you get up the top two picks in the draft. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Oh, you're going against my bet? Yes. Oh. I'm going Cardinals here, I believe. I believe in Kyler. It hasn't worked out the past couple of weeks. I will say. Do not, do not believe in Patrick Graham? Do not believe in Pat Graham. I do not believe in Pat Do you not believe in Bradbury shutting down number one, number one receivers all year? All year. Hey, hey. Nobody can shut down D-Hop last time I checked. Jalen Ramsey did. Did he really, though? I think so. I would not know the stats. All right, Eli, you're up again. Yes, I'm up again. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus seven. I'm going to take Panthers negative three and a half against Broncos. All right. I'm going to take Seahawks. That's Wait, a big spread right there. Four, Josh? Uh, Carolina negative three and a half against Broncos. Josh, minus three and a half. Please. Yes. We're, true. We're real betters. Yeah. Wait, can you guys see my face right now? We cannot see your face right now. Mm. That's for us. Um, or what was the game that you took? I said Seahawks. Seahawks at what? Two touchdown spread. Yeah. At minus 14? Is it, isn't it 13 and a half? Or is it 14? Oh, yeah, 13, 13 and a half. 13 and a half. 13 and a half at the Jets. Yeah, they're mad. They're gonna fuck them up. Yeah, I. Oh, they're not staying. They're staying in Seattle, playing two New York teams. Interesting. I I think you have to go with. I, I have to go with the Packers. Packers minus seven and a half. Who are they playing? They're playing the Lions. I don't know how that line's so close. So close. That's a whole touchdown. Yeah, but Green Bay is good as shit. Like they're they're a very good football team. Yeah. I'm really gonna take the Colts negative mm, minus minus three versus the Raiders. Yeah. I again. Well, I'll say it again. Derek Carr's boring. He's the only one of the only uh, NFL. They players. lost. 
they only beat the Jets because of Greg Williams. I don't, I don't see them losing the Colts, who are a very good playoff team. Yes. All right, you're, you're up. All right. I'm trying to think what you guys won't take, and then I'll take that fourth. Because <laughs> I have two that I want to take. Um, all right. I'll take the Bills um, over Steelers. Bills over the Steelers. Bills minus two and a half. Yep. Interesting. Bills favorites. It's the one loss. Steelers. I have I I I I really liked how Deshaun Watson has been playing. I, I was gonna take that as well. How Deshaun Watson's been playing. And it's only minus two against the Bears team that's trending down. It's a Bears team that is trending downward. So I really like that bet. Um, and I've got my four. Well, Josh, who's your final final pick? Hmm. This is a tough one. I want to play safe, but I also want to play risky. Mm, those are two contradicting things. I will say you do have three favorites right now. I'm the only one that's picked an underdog so far. Yeah. Well, I picked the Bills. Aren't they underdogs? No, they're not the favorite. Oh, right, right. My bad, my bad. Yeah, it's shocking there. I bet you the line will move as the week goes up. I'm going to take Jaguars plus seven and a half against Tennessee. I actually actually really – that was going to be my next one. But I'm done. All right. I'll take the Ravens, baby. I believe – They don't have a spread yet. You can't – Yeah, don't pick them yet. Since their game just happened. So, they don't have a spread yet. So, that game's ineligible. I saw him at um minus one. <laughs> <laughs> what site is this? This site never works. <laughs> what site are you on? Sport. Bro, who, never fucking use sporting news, bro. <laughs> this shit is cap. That's a Samsung for you. That's 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 what you get with the Samsung. That's- oh my god. I can't believe this. I literally can't get away from this Android hate, even on a podcast. <laughs> like, Do you, the hate, you know what? The hate never stops. All right. The Bucks at minus six and a half at home against the Vikings. Nah, I'm taking, I'm taking Rams. Cover against the Pats. Minus five. Wow. Rams minus five. All right, I'll read it off real quick. Josh has. Atlanta minus two and a half, Carolina minus three and a half, Indianapolis minus three, and Jacksonville plus seven and a half. Eli has the Giants at plus plus and a half, Kansas City at minus seven, Green Bay at minus seven and a half, Houston at minus two, and Ori taking all favorites has Arizona minus two and a half, Seattle minus 13 and a half, Buffalo minus two and a half, and the Rams at minus five. Those are the picks. Right now, Josh six and three. I'm five and four, and Ori is two and two. And we need to come up with what we are going to do for the loser or for the winner. I propose this is what I propose. If I win, I don't have to do the walk. No, no, it's not happening. <laughs> not allowed. How about loser has to do the walk? That I'm fine with. I- but it. 
But if you do it, you have to do another trend that we have to tell you to do. Okay, but let's let's pick that one. Do you have a trend that I should do? Mm. Who's TikTokers that post slutty dances? Josh. What? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We could do. Is there any other Megan the sound? The body. I don't know what that challenge is. Oh, the body yaddy yaddy yaddy. I'm not doing that like crazy. Oh no, I can't do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that crazy. That's not happening. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's just all do a different dance, not the walk for the for the second one. I'll, I if I if I lose fantasy, I'll do that. But this, let's all do a different a different trend. Well, we'll come up with the trend at a later date. All right, we're yeah. doing a dance regardless. We'll do so. Loser does a dance. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. We got the picks in for this week. And then Ori, the wiffle ball is finished. Yeah, yeah it's over. Man. Ball is over. Four game World Series. The rookie studded Gators won. How do you feel about it? I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'm disappointed. Disappointed in Kyle. I'm disappointed in Kyle. I'm disappointed. Um, kind of. It, it was hyped up. I mean, I thought this was going to be a great matchup. Um, and it turned out that it was not that great of a matchup. Not only that, but it kind of made me think, I kind of wish the Predators won that game. Because I, I, I think they would have been more competitive. Um, Kyle went sicko mode against the Predators, but he couldn't he couldn't repeat that performance in the next series against the Gators, and that's why he lost. Um, and I'm disappointed because I just can't root for this Gators team. I can't do it. Nah, it's I don't like rooting for the rookies. My team was the Predators. I just really dislike just a new generation coming in. I mean, I don't dislike it, but it's just not something I root for. I root for the homegrown guys more yeah I root for the OGs you know and I feel like I don't know but let's let's give it up to Brendan Zerlag for being such a beast of a GM um, yes he, he he made that trade with the Cobras to acquire Cheatham who won playoff MVP yes um and he had the first pick and he made a great choice in getting Brent uh, in getting Jorgensen so I mean, he definitely should win manager of the year. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely he should do it. Um, I mean, from going uh, – I, I, I didn't think they won last year, right? No, I don't think they won a series. I think they might have – Yeah, they didn't win a single series last year to winning the whole thing. Pretty insane stuff. So, I give it up to them, but – I'm not going to lie when I say I was not rooting for them and I was rooting for a slightly more competitive series. What did you think overall? I don't have many thoughts on it. Wasn't the outcome I wanted. Wasn't a great series by any matters, but it shows when a, when you have a third player, like that's what it came down to whose third player was better. And that ended up being the, the Gators. Not that, not that Zerlag really played that well, but on the other side of it, they really took – what's his name well? I can't remember the third guy on the wild card. Kelly. Yeah, Ryan Kelly. They couldn't – they didn't – they didn't. he didn't play well. 
Not at all. In big spots, they would purposely uh, tri- walk to get him up to bat, and he just did not perform. Not not really that he should have, but he didn't really get the job done. And that's that was the story of this this World Series, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think as pitchers start throwing more and more strikes, I think people and hitters like Kelly um, that kind of, you know, make their money off walks are going to start leaving this league. And I think Kyle is going to have to make some changes. Um, I think him and Nick, Nick Saylor is a great duo. Uh, I think he needs to find a third piece. Um, I don't know where he'll find it, if he'll find it, um, but I think that will make that team a super powerhouse. Definitely. And that, if you have any last words, those are my only thoughts on that. Yeah, topic. that's all I got. All right, Corey, to end it off, Animal sound of the day. We'll guess it, and you'll reenact it. Let's hear it. All righty, boys. I'm pulling it up as we speak. Please uh, give me a sec here. Yes. Uno momento, por favor. All right, here we go. So, as always, I'll play it, you guess it, and I'll reenact it. Here you go. All right. Are humans allowed as an option? Humans are an option, but I have never done a human. So maybe take that into account. Hmm. I, I'm going to guess a possum. Okay. All right. That's an interesting choice. Hmm. I'm going to go human. Human. Okay. So we got... We got human. We got possum. What what's the what's the score right now? Josh is up two to one. Well, yeah. make that two to two. It's a fucking possum. Let's wow. go. Let's go. That I don't know. Crazy. I don't know. How did you do that? <laughs> I don't know what a possum sounds like. From Ice Age, I just remember them doing something like that. You know the two little possums that are friends with the um that elephant with the nostrils and the fur. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, Eli! That was amazing. That is unbelievable. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Shout out, I, like Ice you said it, and I could not. I was like, "There's no way they get this." Shout out Ice Age for that one. Oh my gosh! See, Eli came in with an advantage. He has some research on animals. I'm it. Not fair. <laughs> oh. Are we gonna put an asterisk next to this one? Nah. Nah. <laughs> That was amazing. No. On trash cans? What is this? That was amazing, Eli. Props to you. Props to you, my man. All right. So we'll end it here. I'll reenact it very quickly as I do. There you go. Love to hear it. And that will close out episode 43 or maybe 42. Where we're getting wow. up there. I don't actually know, but let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Start it off. End off. Let Russ cook. Any last words from you boys? Stay safe. Stay safe. Uh, try yourself some butterscotch drops. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.